Well, I've been in a little bit of a dilemma this week. And uh, the reason being that I prepared something for Friday evening, uh, which has just gone. And I felt after I prepared it that I needed to share something from that for this morning. And then I think it was on Friday I had a text from Emma to say about the scripture reading for this morning. She said she'd chosen Genesis 12, 1 to 6. Would that be okay? And as it happened to be that I'd already prepared something on Friday morning, I think before she texted, on Genesis 12, 1 to 6. So I said, yes, that's fine. So I thought I'll stick to Genesis 12, 1 to 6. It actually is my favorite verses in the Old Testament. But then, yesterday morning, uh, I had a phone call. And within the conversation, the phone call, uh, it was sort of suggested that they felt that what I shared on Friday evening needed to be shared to the wider church. So that put me in a dilemma again. But then last night, as I went to bed, I, I put my phone on to check my emails. And you know what it's like if you've got your phone, it lists the emails. And the first thing that crossed my mind as I saw it was one of the emails, and this is what it says in the heading, let's adopt Psalm 23 for 2023. Now those that were here Friday will know what that means. Because on Friday evening I shared that I believed that the Lord had given me Psalm 23 for us as a fellowship for this year. <coughs> so as you can imagine, I went to bed last night thinking, here we are back to Psalm 23, what do I do? Let's adopt Psalm 23 for 2023. So I've decided to go through my thing with a pencil pen to mark out a few things. And you'll have to forgive me if I'm a little over the 10 minutes. I noticed he was more than 10 minutes the last time he spoke in family service. So. <laughs> I can go over as well. Because I've decided that I felt that maybe the Lord is saying to just reshare something from Friday evening. I mentioned on Friday evening that I'd already prepared the devotion for the first one I sent out this year, way back in the middle of December, it might even have been earlier, and the Lord took me to Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I felt that that was the verse that the Lord has given me to give us as a fellowship for 2023, to remind us that goodness and mercy, the other translations might have the word love, Goodness, mercy, goodness and love will, shall, there's no doubt about it, shall, will follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mentioned again on Friday that on New Year's Eve I had a text message of Peter Vincent. And in the text message from Peter Vincent, he said, Happy New Year. And then he put the text there, Psalm 23. Verse 6, the same one again, surely goodness and mercy. So I believe that the Lord has given us this psalm for 2023. And I'm going to read it through. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, 
They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For the sake of time, I'm going to cut out a lot of what I shared on Friday. But I want to share some of it. And a few thoughts that I just gave first on Friday evening was, was this, that the new year can be a great opportunity to take stock, an opportunity to look back over the year that has just gone and to see those things that we could have done or should have done differently or better. It can also be a time when we can decide to let go of hurts. A time when we can decide to get rid of frustrations or angers, anger, or any other negative emotion that might have filled our lives during 2022. And be determined to go through this new year with a more positive attitude. It's also a time for us to give opportunity for a new and a fresh start. A time to leave the past behind and to move forward into the future. And that can be so applicable for a church, for us as a fellowship. Because too often we can look to the past and we can think, this is how we've done it, this is how we've done it. And we think that because that's how we always have done it, then that's how we've got to do it in the future. But we need opportunities and times to stop and to think about, yes, that's what we might have done in the past, but that is not necessarily the way that God might want us to move forward in the future. God might have something different for us. And even though we might think that the future, the, 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 the past was good and everything else, God might have something better planned for us in the future to what was in the past. I don't make New Year's resolutions because I know that too soon I'm going to forget about them. Immediately I make a resolution that just a few days go by when I come to the point of realising, well, I've already forgotten what it was or I'm no longer fulfilling what I resoluted to do. And we are creatures of habit. Every one of us. We go through our day fulfilling habits that we've got used to. And the new year is an opportunity to be determined to keep up the good habits and maybe to think about starting some new good habits. And when we think spiritually, maybe to pray more. Maybe to read and study God's word more. Maybe to be in God's house more. Maybe we need to get into the good habit of sharing the good news more to those around us who are lost and are going to a lost eternity. And maybe we may even have to come to the point of learning to love more. In a world that is full of hate, the world needs love. It needs joy, it needs hope, it needs peace. And we, as God's people, need to learn to love more. And by that, we don't love the things of the world more. We love people more. We show God's love to them more so that they can see that his love has made a difference in our lives and can make a difference in their lives as well. Friday evening I shared quite a number of New Year quotes and I'm just going to go right past all of those. And as I mentioned the quotes on Friday evening, there was about a dozen of them all together. 
uh, as we looked at them, uh, there is good in them, there is wisdom in them, and there is humor in them. But more importantly for us as Christians, as we enter the new year, we need to enter it with the promises. We've heard it already this morning of what has been shared. We need to enter it with the promises that are found in the Word of God. And I could quote more than a dozen quotes. I could quote 50 quotes or 100 quotes, so long as they were written down. Uh, but, you know, there's not one of them will make the same difference to 2023 in your life and my life than the quotes, the promises that are found in the Word of God. And we can step into 2023, or we have stepped into 2023, but we can tread further into 2023, knowing that God is with us. The Lord is my shepherd. The whole psalm is portraying the fact that the Lord is with us. And as we walk with Him, He's going to lead us. As we walk with Him, He's going to guide us. He will be right by our side. He'll be providing for us. He will be protecting for us. And He will be granting us the power that we need to stand firm in our faith and in our trust in Him. Now in my preparation for this message, I looked up the poem that was about the man who stands at the gate of the year. And this is what I found out about the poem. It was Queen Elizabeth, the, queen, the late Queen's mother, who brought to her husband's attention a little-known poem by Minnie Louise Haskins, which is entitled God Knows. It was written in 1908 and privately published in 1912 in a collection of poems called The, De the, the Desert. As a result, King George VI quoted it in his 1939 Christmas broadcast that 1st December of the Second World War. And this is the part that he quoted. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God trod gladly into the night and he led me toward the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. And what better way to go through 2023 than to place our hand into the hand of God. And can I add this morning that if you've never yet come to give your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, then in reality you haven't yet placed your hand into the hand of God. You're still trusting in your old life. You're still trusting in the things of the world. You may be one that has already committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, but sadly, you're still trusting in the pleasures of the world and the things of the world. And they're going to get you nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. What every one of us this morning needs to do is to find the hand of God and gladly place our hand into His hand and allow Him to lead us through every day, through every week, through every month, till we get to the end of 2023 and tread into 2024 and keep our hand placed in his hand. 
until we get to that place that we read of in Psalm 23, when we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that same poem, which King George didn't continue to quote, but it continues this way. So heart be still. This morning, allow your heart to be still in the presence of God. As you face the unknown, as you've placed your hand in the hand of God, be still. So heart be still. What need our little life, our human life to know? If God hath comprehension in all the dizzy strife of things both high and low, God hideth his intention. God knows his will is best. The stretch of yours which wind ahead, so dim to our imperfect vision, are clear to God. Our fears are premature. In him all time hath full provision. Then rest until God moves to lift the veil from our impatient eyes. When as the sweeter features of life's stern face we hail, fair beyond all surmise, God's thoughts around his creatures, our mind shall fail. God knows. God knows. And as I was preparing these thoughts, my mind went to two hymns that we sing, or one we used to sing so, so much when I was younger. You don't hear it so much today. And it goes like this, I clasp the hand of love divine. It's an amazing hymn. We're losing out on the benefits of so much of the words in these old hymns if we don't sing them. I clasp the hand of love divine. I claim the gracious promise mine. And this eternal countersign I take, but he undertakes. I take thee, blessed Lord. I give myself to thee. And thou, according to thy word, dost undertake for me. And the second song, song our God, O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. Under the shadow of thy throne, thy saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is thine arm alone, and our defence is sure. As we take his hand, we can trust him. He will lead us. He will guide us. We take, he undertakes. And the God who has been our help in the year that is past is going to be our help in the year that is to come. He's a faithful God. He will not fail us. He will not let us down as we clasp the hand of love divine. But what about words of scripture that we can apply to the new year? Yes, we can apply them to any time of the year, to any circumstance that we're going through. But we can apply them with added impact in going into the new year. And so I've got a few I will quote. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. This is a verse that tells us that this is a time when we can allow ourselves to be renewed. And it's a good time to be renewed at the beginning of the year. And it says there in those verses, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. Isn't that good news? As we place our hand in his hand, he's never going to get faint. He's never going to get weary. He's never going to get sleepy. He's never going to get tired. He does not faint 
or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and grow weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord, what will happen? They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ian, if you're going to do the great run later in the year, then wait on the Lord before her. And you'll, not, you'll run and not be weary. And you'll walk and not faint. And then there's two verses again, Isaiah 43, 19 and Jeremiah 29, 11, which tell us it's an opportunity where we can allow God to do new things for us. We like new things, don't we? Just as God gave to the Israelites them fresh manner every day, he wants to give us something fresh every day. And this is what it says, that, that it, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And we can take those verses and we can apply them personally to ourselves. But what about applying them to us as a fellowship? As a fellowship of believers, I am going to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And we need to perceive the new thing that God wants to do amongst us. And for I know the plans I have for you. God knows the plans he has for us as a fellowship. He knows the plans. And they're good plans. They're plans to give this fellowship a future and a hope. And then Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. It's an opportunity for us to put off and to put on. To assess where we are spiritually and to make important and necessary adjustments. To put off your old self, it says, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I believe that the new year is an opportunity where we can look back over the last year and we could begin to see the things we were doing, perhaps the places we were going to, the things we were involved with, and we can ask ourselves, were these things really beneficial for me as a believer? Were these things actually things that if I really were honest about them, I would have to say should have belonged to the old self? I shouldn't have carried them over into my new life. And so as we assess those things at the beginning of a new year, we are determined that those things that we realise we shouldn't have been involved with or whatever it does, because they were to do with the old nature, with the old self, and they weren't beneficial for us as believers, we put them off. And we put on instead things which are good for us, healthy for us, spiritually healthy. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds, to put on a new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. And then Proverbs 23, 18, Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, <coughs> and Psalm 31, 24. These are verses that give us confidence, and we need confidence in this world in which you're living in. It's shaking all around us. 
Every time you watch the news or listen to the news or read a newspaper, there is something else that has caused us to worry, to be anxious, to be concerned about the state in which this world is. But these scriptures help us to remember that God will never, never, and underline never 50,000 million times, never, 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 God will never fail us. Therefore, we need to keep trusting and we need to keep believing. And these are those verses. Surely there is a future. It's a declaration of hope. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. I tell you, the world, uh, the governments of this world, society around us is trying to strangle Christian, Christianity. They're trying to destroy Christianity. They're trying to do away with the things that we believe in. They're trying to make us like an unwanted society, group of believers, and the laws are being passed. And you talk about schools, you talk about education, you even talk in the workplace where you've got to be inclusive with anything and everything. And that is driving us closer, or should be driving us closer and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the truths of his word. And cause us to realise that in the days that are ahead, we're going to have to make a stand on the truth of God's word like we've never had to make before. But we're reminded that as the world is trying to strangle Christianity, there is a future. And the word of God says, as we cling to him, your hope will not be cut off. And then again, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore what? I will hope in him. Don't hope in this world. Don't hope in government. Don't go hope in your friends and the society around you. You need to hope in God. Because that's the only source of hope that is sure and that will last. And the third one there from Psalm 31, be strong. As you're going through 2023, be strong. Be strong. And the verse goes on to say, and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. And then we have the promise from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 to 6, something similar has already been mentioned of the words of Jesus from one of the Gospels. This verse reminds us that he will never leave us or forsake us. Hebrews 13, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So to you that are working perhaps in a secular employment, to those that are in university or in school, when it would seem that you've got to make a stand on things which are in opposition to the gospel and to your Christian faith, I want you to understand this morning that the Lord will never leave you. He will not forsake you. Stand up for truth. Stand up for righteousness. Because you'll know that the Lord is your helper. You need not fear. For what can man do to you when the sovereign Lord is the one who is in control of the destiny of your life? And then it's the promise as well from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6. Scripture we know so very well where Paul was going through a time of trial 
difficulty. He said, Lord, please take it away from me. He wanted the Lord to take him out of the circumstances. But the Lord said, no, you've got to carry on. Because this is what's going to happen. My grace is going to be sufficient for you. I'm going to bring you through. But in my time, and as you're going through it, my grace will be sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And so as we come back to Psalm 23, the psalm that I've read, I believe the Lord has given me to share to the fellowship. Hold on to that psalm. Read it during the year. Remind yourself that the Lord is your shepherd. And remind yourself that you've got a shepherd who is watching over you. You've got a shepherd who is tending for you. You've got a shepherd who is caring for you. You've got a shepherd who is traveling with you. You've got a shepherd who is providing for you. You've got a shepherd who is preparing for you. And even if during 2023 we have to walk through the darkest valley, this is the promise of God's word. It doesn't matter how dark the valley is, the shepherd will be with us. He'll be with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And even if we do not make it through 2023, he is already prepared a wonderful future for us. For we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a shepherd. What a shepherd. I have a shepherd. One I love so well. And his name is Jesus. So be encouraged as we step into 2023. For the Lord is with us. And as we're faithful to him, he will remain faithful to us. But as I shared on Friday when I was preparing the thoughts that I have shared, the Lord just challenged me to just bring to the fellowship, and I did it on Friday, I'm going to do it this morning as well, the blessing that we find in Numbers chapter 6. And you'll notice that the blessing is three sentences, but then at the end of it says, So shall I put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. I realized that what they were doing in this blessing they were blessing the people with the name of the Lord. And as the name of the Lord is upon us, the name of Jesus, we can go through 2023 being blessed and being a blessing. May God use every one of us in whatever way he wants to during this year, not only to bless one another within the fellowship, to bless those that we work with, our neighbours, our friends, our unsafe family, the community in which we're living in. So that they would see the name of Jesus is upon our hearts. We sang a song a few times last year. Um, speak Jesus. Speak Jesus to the city. Speak it to the nation. Speak it to your town. And we want to speak Jesus. Because there's power. There's authority in the name of Jesus. So this is the blessing. The Lord bless you. Keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so shall I put my name upon the people of Emmanuel Pentecostal Church and I will bless them. Amen.